You're listening to Master Your Magic, a travel podcast following the wild tales and transformations of some of the greatest adventures today. Hey everyone. So before we start this awesome episode where I introduce Liz Henderson, who is currently traveling and on the road, which you'll hear all about, I wanted to touch bases with you and just tell you a little bit about where I currently am at. So I have been off the grid completely, which is why you did not get last week's episode. Um, I've been in the jungle, literally in the jungle of Mexico. Um, the original uh, reason for coming here was that one of our good friends, Sarah, had a gorgeous, beyond gorgeous wedding in Cancun. And from there, a group of friends and I who are called Soul, uh, we usually meet up once a year and have a transformational experience. It's, it's truly amazing. We connect and we dive very deep with each other. And we, we work to do this at least once a year. Um, there's usually around like 25 of us every year and it's a truly special time to come together. But because we were already in Cancun for Sarah's wedding, we figured why not? Let's go deep into the jungle of Mexico and get a Airbnb together and um, get back to our ourselves, to our connection, to uh, growing deeper with earth and um, you know, we really had some pivotal moments this time, not just becoming better travelers, uh, becoming more culturally aware and also becoming uh, just more connected and having a better, more special connection with each other. And a lot of it was about communication and communicating with each other, communicating what did feel good, what didn't feel good, communicating what works, what doesn't work, communicating, hey, there's some things about this culture that you may not know, but I do, and I want to share that with you. Um, so there was a lot of things that came up just about how to show up more as, you know, somebody who's visiting these lands and not just somebody who's, you know, coming and having their own personal experience and kind of taking from the lands, but how to really connect with the people who are here, really connect with their ancestors. And um, I really feel a more strong, deeper connection to this place. And uh, sorry, somebody's interrupting me because breakfast is sitting on the table now and um, my stomach is like staring at it rumbling. But um, our jungle, our jungle experience was like, it was, it was really crazy. There were some tarantulas in our kitchen. I mean, like big ass tarantulas and scorpions on people's pillows. And like, there was a night where we were, so we had like a whole cenote in our backyard and it was so cool. It was so magical. And there was a night like I could feel and see faces of people in the rocks of the cenote. It was, it was really wild. And, um, we were like swimming in the cenote in the dark and kind of like found this hole filled with frogs and I'm pretty sure mosquitoes, but I didn't notice at the time, but I was able to like connect with these little baby frogs and like I had actually some ghosts visit me too in my room. And so I was able to see like these images of these ancestors, these people that still lived in the lands. And so that was kind of a trippy moment for me as well. Um, this is such a brief rundown, but I did want to just let you know why I've been off the grid. Uh, Master Your Magic is still a small team. A lot of the time it's me and like two other people running the show. So until our team grows bigger and it will, um, you know, every once in a while, if I have no service, like there will be no podcast episode, but I am very committed to getting these out to you guys on time. And now that I am in Tulum, we do have a little bit of service here. It's not much. It's still actually pretty crappy out here. It's not like a digital nomad like place that you would want to be. But I, I do have a little bit of service. So that is why I am sharing this with you. And um, 
It's actually been very healing and rejuvenating for me to completely disconnect and not post anything and not stay like connected to anybody really except the people out here. So that being said, I am going to release this next episode. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Liz Henderson is also off the grid and she's going to share her whole experience about preparing for it and why she decided to make the leap into the unknown, um, the big, big leap of let me pack up all my shit and, <laughs> and go out into the world with my family and sell all our stuff. So it's actually a pretty cool episode of why she decided to do it. And on top of that, she is filming it. Um, so I find that very fascinating. And I can't wait to see, you know, what she does create uh, as she does continue on her journey. I'm going to go eat my breakfast. I'm going to go dip my toes in the sand. And I'm going to go jump in the ocean. So I hope everybody out there on planet Earth is disconnecting every once in a while from their phone and their televisions and simply enjoying life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Master Your Magic podcast. I have somebody who is amazing and I can't wait to tell you how we met, uh, but first let me introduce her. Liz Henderson is a writer, filmmaker, and na nature advocate. Her and her husband Rich have been making indie films and TV shows for over 15 years in Los Angeles. Their indie production company, Dancing Silly Productions, is about to embark on their biggest mission yet, a nature documentary. In one week, Liz, Rich, their nine-year-old son, Brixton, their best friend, Will, and their dog, Dude, will all be uprooting their lives from Los Angeles, California, and becoming nomadic filmmakers, shooting a weekly vlog on YouTube about the making of their documentary, Finding Nature's Heroes. Finding Nature's Heroes will highlight people who are giving all their time, energy, and resources to saving our Mother Earth. The documentary will shed light on our hero stories and missions and bring awareness to their causes and how we can help. The Finding Nature's Heroes team will be leaving LA in an RV on August 1st and traveling for 37 days in the U.S. looking for heroes of nature. From there, they will fly to Costa Rica and spend three months in Central America shooting. Please help them Please help them help nature by spreading the word, by subscribing to their YouTube channel, Finding Nature's Heroes. And if you want to help in a very real way, they have a Plum Fund, Patreon, and GoFundMe account. Their mission is fueled by their friends, donors, affiliates, and sponsors. They get to do what they love every day because of their loyal fans, and they would love for you to jump on the Finding Nature's Heroes train and come along on their fight to save nature. Ah, that was such a good bio, Liz. I cannot. And Yay! I can't believe you're leaving August 1st. It's so soon. Yeah. Oh, I can't even. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, you're going to already be gone. You'll be on the road. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, you'll be all. there. You'll be there. Yeah. So yeah, um, Liz and I met in a really special way. Uh, actually, one of my really magical neighbors, uh, Ebony, uh, introduced us. And I ended up giving Liz an Akashic Records reading. And she told me all about her show. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And you were actually very inspiring to me, uh, very inspiring for some of the upcoming travels and journeys that I am going to take. But I want to hand it over to you so that you can introduce yourself to my readers and kind of just tell them like the, the backstory. How did this get started and what made you kind of like put your foot down and be like, okay, this, this is what's happening in my life now? Yeah. Um, well, that's a story. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've been out here uh, for 20 years before that New York um, for 20 years. So it's been constant grind and hustle. And, you know, New York, L.A., it's just it's it's a hustle. Um, and so it's just been going, 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 going. And the last 20 years here, we have been indie filmmakers. Um, so not a lot of money, you know, just hustle, use our resources, our friends, our family to do what we can when we can. 
um, and just make things happen. Um, and it's, it's been, it was amazing. And we've met, um, tons and tons of people and we have a huge network of friends and filmmakers and family, um, who are now supporting us in this venture. Um, but I think 2020 came around and it was, you know, all forced us to sort of shut down and be inside and go deep inside and just think about, uh, why we're here and, um, you know, why am I here and what am I supposed to be doing and how can I help? And that just kept coming up. How can I help? And I know I'm a filmmaker. I'm a storyteller. I'm a writer. Everything we've done in the past has sort of been around uh, stigmas. It's been medical marijuana. It's been suicide. It's been things like that. But I like I need something more fulfilling, something more passionate, something I can really sink my teeth in, something that will make a difference. And I'm like, and LA, I don't know if I want to be in LA anymore. It's been years of just, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Um, I need to be in nature. I'm a nature person. I need to be surrounded by, I need to buy by the ocean. I need to be in a forest. I need animals around me. That's what I need. And I feel the distance living in a I city and I have for a while. percent. Yep. <laughs> I feel the disconnection um, and I feel it for yeah. my family and most importantly for my son who's nine, there's a huge disconnect and I see that. I grew up in upstate New York when we were outside all the time. We, we were outside all the time and we came in when it got dark. My son can't do that in LA. He can't live that life. It's, it's, um, it's just too dangerous. It's not okay for him. Um, there's very loud construction outside. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> Um, so, no uh, you know, worries. in 2020, I sat podcast, down. So it's kind of like anything goes. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so 2020, I sat down and I go, what do I really want out of this one and only life that I have? Um, I want to make films that matter and I want to travel. I want to travel everywhere. Um, I want to travel all around the world because that's one of the things I'm most passionate about is traveling, meeting other people, um, being with other um, cultures, learning other languages, eating other foods. Like I just have this craving to learn and explore. And that's always been me. I've always wanted to go, go, go. Um, so I was like, why am I here? Why am I living in Los Angeles? I don't even want to be here. So how can we, as a family, um, be filmmakers, make films that matter, travel, travel the world and, you know, make money off it. How do we do that and survive? And what does that look like? And how, and then also adding in nature because nature is one of my biggest passions and it always has been. Um, so how do I combine all of those things? And so it's, you know, it took a year, a year and a half for us to like figure out this thing and what this was, what is it? Um, cause we're like, we know all the things we want to do now. How do we make that happen? What is this thing? And just talking about it and talking about it and talking to other people and getting it out in the universe and just figuring out what this thing is. Um, and then once I figured it out, once I was like, this is it, we're making a nature documentary and I want to go find all the people who are saving nature because our nature is fucked. Um, as of 2020, we have about 30% of our wildlife left and that's, that's not a lot. And, you know, if you look at the entire, you know, our no. entire world, 30% is not that much. And I think that's when it was like, wow. And it was like a blast to me. It was the David Attenborough film, his latest one, where he talked about the lifespan of his life and how just in his lifetime, it has decreased so much. And he's like, we have to rewild this, our nature, or we're not going to have any left. My son, who's nine, when he's older, is not going to see Absolutely. the same nature that I did as a kid. And that's crazy to me. Like, it's just increasing so fast and so rapidly that we just have to get the word out and people have to start paying attention and doing something about it. And I was like, as voices, as storytellers, as creators, we should be helping with this movement. And then I was like, bam, that's what we can do. We can we can go and try to save nature, whatever that means. Um but really, I think it was me going inside, really listening to myself for the first time in a long time and just listening to my spirit guides and listening to everyone trying to tell me this mission because this mission is bigger than me. What I realized over the last year and a half is I have nothing to do with this mission. I'm just sort of the vessel. I am being called to do this. And I've, I've experienced that because um, everything is just happening. Everything's just falling into place and everything is just, you know, it, it's making it very easy for me to do this. And this is a giant, huge thing to upload my whole, to upload my whole, uh, family and everything we own. We sold everything we own to go on, do this mission. Um, and it's just happening naturally and it's happening kind of easy. And so, you know, 
when that happens, you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. And yeah, that's, that's where we're at now. (laughs) I like couldn't agree more. And when I first watched, you know, when I first met you, I went and watched, uh, you know, your intro video on YouTube and it like legit, I could cry even thinking about it. It made me cry because I was like, this is the most pure video. I'll link it for everyone to watch, um, in the description, but it's just the most pure in alignment and your family is just so like so beautiful. Your mission is so beautiful. And I feel you on all things mentioned. Um, as I said, when we first started chatting, like you were a big inspiration in, you know, in me deciding I might leave the country soon. Like I have been looking out my windows and all I see are like tall buildings around me. I look out and I see, you know, hundreds of other people's apartments and windows and like the Netflix building got built and it covers up my uh, sunsets that I used to watch. I'm like, I'm a very energetic, sensitive person as I know you are. And it's like the overwhelm of the city is totally in my energy field. So I'm like, how do I, you know, how do I get outside of this? And even, you know, that in itself can be something to overcome in a challenge. Um, one of the main things, and I know this might not seem like a big deal, but like it totally is, but you gave me hope when I was like, well, what, what are you doing about your cats? Cause I was like, you know, I don't want to like rehome my cats, but I'm like, I want to leave for a while. Like, how do I do this when I have animals? And so when you shared your story and I would love you to share it, but um, it was it was so helpful for me to hear like there are solutions and amazing people out there who will help you complete your mission. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my biggest holdbacks for years. For years, all I've wanted to do is pack or sell everything we own and just get up and move and just go and just be travelers and nomads. And the one thing stopping me was my two cats. I'm like, what do I do with two cats? They've never left my house. They're almost, they're 16 and 14 years old. They're, they can't go travel. And so that stopped me, stopped me, stopped me. And then I was like, you know what? At some point, you just have to be like, fuck it. I'm going to do this regardless, and it's going to work itself out. I'm just going to say to the universe, I'm doing this plan, and I'm going to put everything in motion, and I'm going to do all the things. And then out of nowhere, I have this friend, Ebony, who we were talking about, who comes in and says, you know, uh, I want to take over your house when you leave and your cats. And I'm like, who wants to take over two senior cats? That's like crazy to me. And like, I just instantly started crying and was like, what is this angel sent to me that wants to take care of my cats so I can go do whatever I want? That was just just so amazing to me and so powerful. I just, I I still can't believe it. I, it gave me so much hope. I like, I actually really need to tell you this because I, I haven't even actually shared this with you. So I have made a really big decision um, after meeting you and after all these things, like I'm sort of going to do like a eat, pray, love situation and like oh my uproot God. my whole life and move. I swear I'm, I got to a point where I'm like was going through like waves of depression and not I was feeling like a stranger in my own life. And like, you know, and this this is all post like my father's death and like you know, 2020 and I got into a car accident. I'm like, I just started realizing I'm like, fuck, I'm really unhappy where I'm at in my life. I'm super unhappy. And, um, I have been holding myself back because I have two cats that I am obsessed with that are my family that I love that I live with. And I'm like, what, what do I do? And, um, you gave me hope. Cause I was like, you know, it's okay to have somebody take care of your cats for a little bit while you go do this. So I'm going to mm-hmm. eat, pray my love through Bali, Peru, and Ireland. I am so jealous. I Well, you're, I, gonna, you're coming with man, me to Peru. Oh, I'm coming with you. I've told the whole world I'm coming with yes. you. I'm like, I am. I'm so I'm excited. Coming, 100%. Um, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's actually been moved things. to February um, 2022. Okay. I'm still there. Perfect. 100%. Um. Yeah. Eat, pray, love. Oh my God. When I read that book, 
I was like, this is it. This is me. I want to drop everything and go do this right now. I want to go live in Bali. I want to go not speak and I want to go do meditation for weeks. And that's all I want to do. So I am super jealous of you in doing that. And that's amazing. That is so exciting. And just, you know, to be able to take that time alone by yourself and just find yourself, like we all need to do that. We're, yeah. we're brought up in this, you know, culture I where it's just work, more. work, 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 work. And we just can't do that. We can't live like that. It's just not healthy. No. Um, my first uh, first vacation, I guess, um, I went to Thailand and um, I took holiday for three weeks. And I was like, oh, my God, three weeks is such a big deal. I can't believe I'm doing this. And when I went out there, I met all these like uh, Australians, Canadians, Europeans, and they're like, oh, we're on holiday for like three to six months. I was like, what? Three to six months, you're just taking a break? Like, is that a joke? And they were like, no, 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 this is like normal for us. I was like, that's the way Whoa. it should be. Because Americans don't do that. No. And, and all Americans are sick. They're all sick and they're depressed and they're dying and they're unhappy and it's because we just work 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 and there's no break we need a good balance of just mental health you know and we don't we don't have that here we don't get that and you're right when you go into other countries they're like this is what we do we take naps at lunch we go see our friends at lunch and we drink wine and then we take nap and it's like why don't we do that? We would be so much happier as a nation if we did things like that. If we did things for ourselves, totally. we just never do things for ourselves. So when do you no, leave? No, we never were taught to. Where it's like, if uh, there's so many loose ends I have to tie up, but like tentatively, it's it's October. Um, I want to be gone in October. Okay. So. I think by that point and getting back to your journey that I want to hear more about, you will by that point be in Costa Rica. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we'll be in Costa Rica from so, uh, September 16th to December 16th. Amazing. And so you leave in what? – what is it? Next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> you leave next we week. We leave on Sunday. Oh, shit. We How are you Sunday. feeling and um, are you like ready to go? <laughs> no, no. And I feel like I'll never be ready. And I feel like <laughs> even if I was given more time right now, I because all my friends are coming, they're like, what do you need right now? And I'm like, more time. Can you find me that somewhere somehow, please? Because um, I just don't feel like no matter what I do every day, I'm going to have enough time. Um, so just uh, but then I, I just have to go back and I go, okay, just one day at a time, just one day at a time. How much can I get done today? How much can I get done tomorrow? And then also reminding myself, like, once I get on that RV, my life is not stopping. Like I have in the, my head somehow, I have to finish all of this stuff before I start the journey. But really, I'm going to be sitting in an RV for hours in a day traveling and I can work. I can get stuff done. Mm -hmm. I have to keep reminding myself that like, I don't have to have everything completed before I leave. Um, so that's helpful. Um, totally. But I'm just, it's, it's madness. I'm, I'm the exact it's same just, way. It when I stopped. When I go on a big trip, yeah, yeah. When I leave, I like to have everything taken care of so I can like not think when I'm gone. Right, right. How does your yeah, uh, um, nine-year-old son Brixton feel? You know, he's not as stoked as we are. <laughs> It's a lot to process for a nine-year-old. Yeah. We're going to pack up your whole life. We're selling everything totally. you own. You're leaving your friends, your family, everything you've ever known, your school, and we're going to go be nomads. We're going to go live on the road and shoot a documentary. And that's just a lot for a nine-year-old to take in. So he's going through a lot of emotions. He's sad. Um, but then there's times where we like we go up into Griffith Park and we're shooting, we're using our new drone that we're going to be using. And it's this big, amazing drone that, you know, is going to shoot us going over the Golden Gate Bridge. And so we're testing it at Griffith Park and we're out in nature and we're testing our equipment. And Brixton's like, this is the best day ever. And I'm like, this is literally what we're going to do every single day. We're going to be in nature filming two things you love to do. And so as soon as he like got that and it clicked, mm -hmm. he's like, oh. This could actually be a lot of fun. And I just keep telling him, like, think of it as like an extended yeah. vacation. 
because we're just we're going to go to all the national parks. We're going to San Francisco. We're going to Washington. We're going to see all your family on the East Coast. You're going to see all of your cousins. You're going to see, you know, Mount Rushmore and all of the things you've always wanted to see. Think of it as an extended vacation with your family in this RV. And we're shooting a documentary. Um, and just think of it as fun and not the other side. We're leaving everything. We're never going to see everybody again. Um, because we don't know that LA is still here. Our friends are still going to be here. Like we can come back and visit. We have to keep reminding ourselves of that too. Cause we keep going, Oh, we have to eat at every single restaurant we love before we go. We have to go to all the parks we love before we go. And it's like, no, this isn't going anywhere. We can come back and visit. It's okay if we don't eat there one last time, but all those stressors put on us are like, ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think he's going to grow up to be like a little badass because of you guys. Like I feel like <laughs> being stuck in LA and growing up with the life here, I mean, you know, it's one thing, but then growing up as kind of like a nomad and then in Costa Rica, like he's just going to have so much more life experience than he would otherwise. I I feel like that. Totally. Absolutely. I think so. And he's already a nature boy. He's a nature boy in Los Angeles. The only thing with Los Angeles is we have to constantly search for nature. It's here. It's all around us. But we have to go and search for it. Where I, my vision is for us to just be in it all the time. We come out of our house. We're in it. We can take walks to the ocean, to the rainforest. That's that's what I am all about. Here, it's harder. And yeah. but he's a total nature boy. You're, he, uh, you're speaking you know, my he's love barefoot language. climbing. <laughs> he's barefoot climbing trees. Like he's gonna just he's gonna love it. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I love that. And I, I couldn't agree more. I'm I have the same exact vision as you. I, I actually see myself sitting in the jungle working on my computer. And when I don't want to be on my computer, I can go take a dip in the ocean or like, you know, that's the other thing, girl, about Bali for the amount that I'm paying for my place here for my one bedroom in like a pile of like glass and dog shit and like, you know, crackheads, I could have a three bedroom <laughs> villa in Bali with a pool and full service staff, a gardener, pool guy security guard made like comes with all of it for a three bedroom freaking villa. Totally. For less money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? That was another factor in 2020. We're like, why are we sitting here and paying, you know, $2,000 to be in the middle of Hollywood? And all we see is cars and helicopters and the freeway. And I'm like, why when we can go down to Costa Rica? Same thing. We rented a house for three months. It's $1,300 a month for a three bedroom Cleaning service, laundry service, gas, water, electricity, ocean in the front, rainforest in the back. It's like, why are we here? Why are we paying this money to be in this fucking jungle, this, um, this uh, what do you call it, concrete jungle? Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to give money to the city anymore. I want to, you know, I want to give money to a country who will put it back into nature because that's what Costa Rica does. All the money they get in from tourists, all the money goes into nature. And that's what they do. They just preserve nature. They preserve their lands. They have a zero carbon imprint. Zero. That's just like mind-blowing to wow. me. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Is that one of the reasons you guys chose Costa Rica? Yeah. Um, also, we we went to visit, I want to say uh, three years ago. We went to visit for 10 days. And while I was there, I was like, I felt like I was home. I was like, this is my home. Yeah. This is where I need to be. And it was really, really hard to leave. And it was really hard to come back to Los Angeles. And for the last three years, I've been like, yeah. how do I get back there? How do I get back there? I've just been called back there. Um, just everything they represent, all of their priorities are opposite of the United States. You know, they are all about um, preserving yeah. their land and not consuming and building and growing and money. It's all about land and nature and being natural. And just I am a very I'm a naturalist. Like everything that goes into my body is natural. Everything I put on it is natural. Everything I eat is natural. But it's not because I live in the United States and it's filled with chemicals and shit. So I want to go to a place where me and my son can eat natural food, come straight off the tree and goes into your mouth. Um, we're drinking water from actual streams that's not being filtered through city filtration systems. And it's just like, you know, 
I think just their priorities, they have it right. It's food, it's water, it's education, it's the land. Um, it's, it's the opposite of here. And I just, I can't take it here anymore. The politics, the, uh, I'm just so over it. I just need to be with monkeys in the jungle at this point. Fully feel you and the freaking sloths there are so cute and hanging from like every telephone wire that I saw. I was there, uh, I want to say four years ago, just on like a, just a vacation. Um, I tried to stuff a few too many places into our 10 day trip because I wanted to see all of the spots there. Um, I feel like I was in like Montezuma, La Fortuna. I, I can't remember, mm. but um cute, cute surf town. And we got to see like the big waterfall. And, um, we did like the, I forget what they call it, but it's like a city of clouds where you're up really high. Mm -hmm. And when you do zip lining, you're floating through clouds and like flying over yep. clouds and stuff. It's, it was the longest yeah. zip line I've ever done in my life. It was so beautiful there. And like every person we met was super nice. And the, the music is very like, um, we were like salsa dancing. Like it's got all this like really cool culture and very different vibes. And, um, we went on some truly amazing hikes when we were in Costa Rica. So I feel like you're going to be like super set up for all of that. Yeah, totally. Um, we, um, also stayed in La Fortuna and a couple other places and saw the biggest, you know, waterfalls and did those hikes and just, um, the cloud forest is what you were talking about. Yeah. Was, um, so amazing. Um, yeah. But the people, you're right, the people there are just so friendly and, and in a genuine way. They're not like fake friendly. They're very genuinely friendly where they, they you know, they really try to make your your trip there or your stay there um, very happy and successful. They want you to be happy because they run on tourism. That's how they make their money. That's how they get the money to put back into the land. And so they want everybody to be really happy. And it really comes off and it shows. Um, and, you know, we were partially speaking Spanish and they could partially speak English. But together we could work it out and uh, we could figure out what each other was saying just because there was this love and this compassion that I just I fell in love with the people and the food and the culture and just everything around it. My spirit was like, this is where you need to be. This is where we need to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going back there. Yeah. Are you, are you, uh, do you know Spanish? I know do you, some do you guys Spanish. Speak Spanish. So I've been, you know, I took, I took Spanish for, I want to say four years growing up and then moved to Los Angeles and used none of it, which is stupid because I worked in an industry. I worked in the restaurant energy industry where everyone was speaking Spanish, but they wanted to learn English. So I would teach them English. So I never spoke Spanish to them. I only spoke English. So I lost all of my Spanish. Mm. So I've been doing Duolingo over the past year and a half. Me and my son have been doing it. So I can read it really well. I can understand it. I can't speak it as much as I would like to right now. Um, I'm still practicing and I feel like once I'm in that mm -hmm. setting, it's just going to, I'm just going to pick it up and we're just going to go. Um, but as far as like going and like reading something yeah. and signing a contract, I feel like I can do that. And I have a translator app, so it's going to make it okay yeah. to translate. But I think once we're in that setting, we're just going to pick it up and we're just going to speak it is what I'm thinking. Totally. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. And I'm going to have to come visit you in Costa Rica for sure once you get there. Yes. So I would love to hear about your um, your part, like the first half of your trip, which is the United States. How exactly are yep. you going about finding these nature's heroes? Like how, I mean, have you recorded any episodes on them yet? How have you found them? How are you going to find them? I would love to hear about uh, all of that and that whole experience. Yeah. Um, so as of right now, we have a YouTube channel, Finding Nature's Heroes, and that is the behind-the-scenes vlog of our family getting ready to go make this documentary. And the original idea was when we leave the country, we'll start the documentary. But then we're like, we're in California. We have a couple months here. Let's just start it here. There's a lot of heroes here. And 
you know, when I originally thought of Finding Nature's Heroes, it was more direct. It was, we're going to go to Nicaragua and we're going to save baby uh, turtle eggs um, from these poachers. And that was the idea. And then it became more abstract. And I'm like, there's heroes out there that aren't that direct. It can be more abstract. For example, um, an artist who's painting nature for kids and teaching them about nature. A teacher who's teaching nature or has a nature school and is teaching kids. Um, Someone who is like Ebony, who's a healer and uses herbs from the earth and heals people and makes people happy. To me, that's all nature's heroes, um, just in different capacities. Um, So we started Mm -hmm. already. So if you go to our vlog on YouTube, Finding Nature's Heroes, we have already up there, I want to say, I don't know, 25 to 30 videos quick videos, five, six minutes of us, um, just the behind the scenes. And it's, we've already highlighted some of nature's heroes here in LA. I think we've done five or six here already in LA. Um, and now as we go forward, every nature hero that has come to me has been word of mouth. It's kind of like a, a connection, like an, uh, like a spider web. So we go, someone refers us to someone, we go see that someone and they're like, you need to talk to so-and-so in Oregon. You need to see someone in Brazil. You need to talk to this person in Nicaragua. And so I just go vet these people. Once I talk to those people, they go, you need to talk to this person over here. You need to talk to this person over here. And it's just like spider webs. And it's just, it, they just come to me. And constantly I have friends and family and people just going, hey, I know someone in, you know, North Carolina. I know someone in Seattle. I know someone over here. Check them out. And that's another part of, you know, once we decided to do this mission and the universe having our back and making everything happen, that's an example of it. Finding the heroes are just coming to me. I'm not even having to find them. They're just coming to me. And people are referring me to so many people. And so I feel like, and that's what's going to happen on the road. Like I have a couple planned on the road, But I have planned so much that my spirit guides have actually been like, stop planning. You're planning too much. Like you need to leave things Mm. open for possibilities Mm. and opportunities to happen. Stop planning. So I did. I stopped planning. And I feel like once we're on the road, we're just going to meet so many people. We're going to be at a gas station and this person's going to be like, hey, you need to see this guy down the road that does this thing. And we're just going to go with it. And we're just going to go and film them. Um, So I think it's going to come more organically. And we're just going to find these people everywhere. We're going to be in an RV. We're going to be at all these RV parks all around the world. We're going to meet all of these different kinds of people. We're going to be talking to all different kinds of people. Um, So I feel like it's just... um, they're just going to come to us like they do now. We're just going to be talking to people and telling them our idea. And they're going to be like, hey, you need to go talk to Jim, Sally, Bob, go talk to them. And I'm just going to vet and talk to them and we're going to go film them. <laughs> um, so that's what it's been like so far. It's been really amazing. Like just heroes are coming our way. Money's coming our way. People are like, I want to pay for your gas across the United States. I want to pay for your RV sites. You can stay here with us. You can stay there with us. Um, We want to pick up your food. We're going to give you clothes. Um, Just people want to be a part of it and they want to help us because I think a lot of people feel like they want to help nature, but they can't or they don't know how. So they're like, if you're going to do it, I'll support you in your mission. So I'll give you the money to go do it. I'll give you the resources to go do it. I just can't do it. Um, so that's just been really, really amazing and really magical. It's just all of it's just very magical to me. It sounds so magical. I mean, like you were saying before, I mean, it's alignment. Once you're in alignment with your soul's purpose and your mission, then, you know, and I I like how you were sharing um, that it took about a year and a half of like, well, what is this? What is this? What is this for it to finally, you know, present itself to you? Because I feel sometimes that happens to me and I'm sure, you know, everybody, but it's like you've got this feeling and you know you're meant for more. And you know you want to help, but you don't know what that is. And so you kind of sit with it and you're like, what is this thing? And then finally you're like, oh, uh, there it is. I'm like in that same we're, – we're very similar in so many ways. Like I'm in a, in a similar way finding nature's heroes, but, you know, more for the podcast. But it's like I love that we're on some very similar paths here. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like I'm in the exact same spot where I'm like, you know – figuring it all out and waiting for that moment where it's just like magic alignment. And you're just kind of like now everything's unfolding all of the, I I actually think about it in um, like tarot cards. Do you ever do tarot cards? I do. Yep. Yeah. So I think of it like um, the wands are the idea 
and then the cups are the emotion that comes from the idea. And then the swords are the action that you take from having an idea and then you get an emotion attached to it. And then of course, because the idea and the emotion, you want to take action. And then it turns into a pentacle, which is manifestation. I've always kind of thought wow. of like the process of it like that. And then you have something manifest and then you have another idea. You're like, then it processes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And that makes total <laughs> sense. And that's exactly yeah. how the process works. You're right. Wow. And, 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 and I think you're right where you're on the same path doing the same thing where even with your podcast, you're finding these people and you're giving them a voice. It's the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what we're doing. We're just giving people or in my case, well, it still is people, um, but, you know, people that don't normally have a voice, we're just giving them a voice and making them aware, uh, making people aware of their stories. And so, yeah, it is very similar. Um, yeah. And, and I, I can't think wait to follow your our, journey too. Yes. In our like, you know, Instagram and like social media society, it's like a lot of the time the real people who like oftentimes aren't even on social media, but they're out there like really giving back to the planet and really like doing all these things. Uh, those kind of people are just like not seen. They're not heard a lot of the time. And it's it's really interesting to have people go out there and give them a, a microphone and say like, hey, I see that you're doing this. And like, you might not be recognized a lot of the time, but like, we want to honor what you're doing. And I, I feel like that, I feel like that's got to feel pretty good for them. Totally. Um, but it's also going to be a challenge because what I've experienced is not everyone is as comfortable on the camera as we are. Um, so being a mm -hmm. filmmaker, you know, for the last 15 years, I've also been in front of the camera. I've done a lot of acting. I'm very comfortable in front of the camera. Most people are not. And so I'm learning even here in mm -hmm. L.A., people are very insecure and they don't want to be on the camera. So my job is to, you know, I, I'm, I'm also like a, an energy shifter where I can, you know, if they're feeling nervous or, you know, uncomfortable, I can, you know, take their hand, give them a hug. I can give them all my love and sort of change their energy and make them comfortable, you know, make them comfortable. We're here to make them look good. You know, we're not going to make them look bad in editing and mm -hmm. everything. We're going to make them look good and we want them to do good. We want them to succeed. Um, but we've already had this experience that um, people are just not comfortable in front of the camera. So I'm a little worried about going out into the middle of the Midwest in, you know, all of these states where people have never been on camera and, you know, being like, I know you're, you have your feet in the mud and you're doing all this stuff, but will you be on camera? That's going to be another challenge for me is getting people to do that um, and just making them feel comfortable enough that making them know that I have their back and I want them to succeed and I want to tell them to I want to tell their stories. And, and you know, that's it, that's yeah. going to be another challenge that I'm up for, but it, it's just, it's definitely going to be harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what what role I would say like. Uh, you've kind of explained your role. You've explained your son's role. What role would you say your husband is playing in all this? So, um, I mean, we're all pretty much a team. So it's me, uh, Rich, my husband, uh, Brixton, my son, and our best friend, Will. Um, and Will is the sound and the music. And he's also just one of our best friends. So he's great with Brixton. He's great with helping in general. He'll help, you know, navigate the RV and drive the RV and work out the, you know, the all the crap, literally, that you have to work out because I'm not doing any of that shit. Um, <laughs> so Will's there to help us with all that stuff. Same. Um, Rich, yeah. <laughs> Rich is... Um, not only ideas, like him and I are good at bouncing ideas off each other and concepts for each episode that we do for the vlog, um, but how, also how to navigate the documentary and what that's going to look like. Rich is a visionary where he's, um, he's camera, he's cinematography. He's also editing the videos for the vlog every week. Um, and so he's, he's doing a lot. I am more, you know, we come up with the ideas together. Yeah. I might write write down what we're going to do for each episode. I'm more of the writer. And also I'm the networker, the connector. Um, I find these heroes. I am the producer type. So I make sure that they're ready for camera, that they have contracts, that, you know, they have a date and time and locations. And we're all on the same page 
um, I'm, I'm really good at communication and making sure that our whole team and the nature's heroes are on the same page. We all know what's going to happen. We know the questions that are going to be asked. We know where it's going to be, what it's going to look like, what kind of equipment we need. Um, just sort of the big picture things is what I do, breaking it down into these are the steps that we have to do to make this happen. Um, and then Rich is the makes it look pretty. You know, he makes it look great and sound great. And he makes the, yeah. the heroes, you know, he, he makes them come off really great and beautiful, you know. Amazing. So what what is your, I guess, I want to know what your ideal outcome, like your, your vision, like if this was to go exactly the way that you saw it going, what would the result look like for you guys? Yeah. So, uh, for me, it's, um, I think it starts with YouTube and I think it starts with getting, you know, is just millions of subscribers. You know, that's, that's, that's my goal is to just get a ton of subscribers. And so that we're being paid to do what we love. And once we're being paid to do what we love, I mean, we already are, we have sponsors, we have affiliates, we have friends, we have fans, but I think it's going to come from uh, bigger. It's going to come from outside of our network and our connections. Um, once we have the, a, a lot of followers on YouTube and we're starting to be paid for every video we put up there, we can continue to do this as long as we want. Um, we can go from Central America to South America, and then we can decide to go to Europe, and then we can go to Africa. Like we can do this as long as we want, as long as we're being monetized and we're getting paid to do what we love. Um, so that is ideal for me, getting paid consistently to make videos and make content. Um, but then with the documentary, to pitch it to well, and then if. Bef well, not even pitch it because I've been pitching my whole life. I would like to just, you know, um, people to come to me at this point. I think that's going to happen. I'm I'm putting out there that the universe is my PR. They're my public relations and they're going to make this happen because it's very important. It needs to get out there. People need to um, pay attention. And, you know, that's what we're doing is bringing awareness to all these problems and all these causes. So people get off their ass and they try to do something about it. Um, so, Instead of me going to the Netflix and the Hulus, I think that once we're really big on YouTube and, you know, sort of everyone has heard of us, then people will start coming to us and going, we want it. We want your documentary. We want to give you money for this. We want to distribute. We want to help. Um, so that's my idea. And my my big thinking is that just big production companies are going to come our way and we're going to be battling to see which one we want to go to. Um and then just take it as far as we can. Um, I would love to keep doing this. I mean, if we could do this for as long as we can, and you know, there's a lot of world to cover and a lot of heroes to cover. And so I, I just every day when I'm writing a script to, um, to interview a hero of nature, and then I'm on the phone with this hero of nature, and I'm talking about what I'm most passionate about. I'm talking about the environment and I'm talking about nature and how to help it and how other people can help it. And they're giving me tips and advice and they're just talking about nature. And I'm like, I'm writing down all the questions that I have to ask them and how we're going to shoot this. I'm like, I can't believe this is my life. I get to do this. I get to travel and find these people that are helping nature and I get to learn. I get to be engrossed in nature and I get to learn from nature and from these people about nature. And I'm just so excited and so blessed. And every single day I'm like, I can't believe this is my life that I get to do this. And that is just, that just makes me cry. It's just, it's so exciting and it's so powerful and so magical. It is. It really is powerful. It really is magical. Those are the perfect two words. And I do think that you are going to inspire so many people across the planet, so many people who are going to watch your show or your documentary or any of your videos, or even just like it's interesting, you know, how you could film somebody doing something and then just that, how quickly it branches out that the people that know them saw that happen and like they get inspired to want to do something or be a part of something. And, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of the time we only see such a small window of what actually happens when we get in touch with somebody or when we do something to help the planet but we don't see how big the web is and how big it trickles out. And so I really, I want that for you guys. And I already see that happening. And um, I'm so, so excited for you to continue down this path. And I, uh, we, we already talked, I just want everybody listening to know that um, 
this is kind of our like before episode, um, but I really am excited to get her back on the podcast um, further down the road um, because, you know, she hasn't gone on this journey yet. She hasn't left. She's leaving in one week to go embark and do all of this crazy, amazing stuff for the world. And I wanted to, you know, talk to her in the after phase when it's like, okay, here here was then and here we are now. And um, I'm excited to, you know, hear whatever unfolds at that point as well. Yes. Um, I wanted to say something else. Um, Aside from, um, you know, bringing awareness to these causes and um, for me, I want to bring awareness to these causes and then I want to give people tips in real time on how they can help these causes. Okay, I live in the city. I can't get out much. I work all the time. What can I do? Well, just by picking up garbage on your walk, you know, will help the planet. Just by not using a straw. You know, all of these little things that we can all do. That's my plan is to not only show people how these people are saving, but what people anywhere in the world can do in real time to help. Um, And then aside from that, aside from nature, I think a big part of us, too, is showing people how um, they can make their dreams come true. You know, they and just by showing them our adventure Mm -hmm. and our journey from start to finish, how manifesting works and how if you have these big, crazy dreams, they actually can come true. If you just, you know, you believe it with your heart, you have faith, you just so much passion goes into it and love and um you know, that you can make anything a reality. And I think that's part of our mission too, is just showing people that they can do that too with whatever it is, however big it is, however people look at you and think you're crazy. Cause I get that all day long, every day of my life. And I'm used to it by now. And now I love it. And I'm like, (laughs) um, I just want to show people that it's possible that they too can (laughs) make their dreams come true and manifest. So what would you say for someone who is sitting inside their Los Angeles apartment, feeling kind of stuck in their energy and wishing they could go out and be a part of nature more or help nature more or, you know, get out there and do something inspirational? What would you say to that person? I would say start with meditation. Um, I think meditation is one of the most important things that we have and that a lot of people don't do it. And I think when we do do it, you take, you know, 10 minutes a day, start with that 10 minutes a day, maybe go on to 15, 20 minutes. But when you sit in absolute silence with yourself and there's no distractions and nothing around you, that's when things start to come in. That's when these, the, the really important things start to come in. And if you really just listen you will find it and you'll see the signs all around you. You just have to be open to it. Um, And it's a lot of, you know, letting go of our past and everything we've been taught. It's a lot of stop controlling everything in your life. It's about letting go and um, just sort of seeing what the universe has in store for you. Um, Because I think it's all bigger than us and bigger than we could ever think about or even have the capacity to think about. Um, but when you just stop and just be silent with yourself for as long as you can every single day, that's when the real magic happens. That's when things start to come in and start to tell you stuff. And then if you just listen and follow through, it'll just keep happening. It just keeps happening. Like every day is like a freaking surprise party around here. It's just madness. It's crazy. It's every day stuff just pours in. And another thing is gratitude. You know, that's one of the biggest things is when these things are coming, you're so thankful. You're so grateful for these things so much that it makes you cry. I cry every day now. Like I never cried my whole life. I never cried ever until this last year. I cry like every day now. And I'm like, I'm just so emotional. I'm so happy. I'm so uh, passionate, um, all of these things. And I'm like, it's okay to cry for all the reasons. You know, I don't think we feel like it's okay to cry, but it's so good to cry. It's so good to live in our emotions. And I mean, not live in them, but experience them, see what they are and then move on. Um, But back to the question, I think just meditation, everyone needs to just start there and listen. They just need to listen to themselves. And what do they really want? Yeah go, go deep. I thousand percent agree with that. And, you know, it's funny when I was like going through my like feeling low energy, um, it was like that time that I was like, oh my God, I I feel like I can't meditate. It was just like my energy felt so stuck, but of course it was the time that I needed it the most. But I was like, ah, you know, 
And then of course, the second I start meditating, it's like the whole weight of everything is lifted because I was in touch with who I really am. And I was, you know, not spending so much time externally focused. And it was like the awareness came inside and all of the light bulbs started to go off. And I was like, oh yeah, here I am. So thousand percent agree with the meditation. It does open up worlds for for anybody that does 10 minutes a day for sure. Totally. And then uh, one other thing is we have to stop leading from our heads. We think all the time we have to start leading from our hearts because our hearts are what truly is going to lead us to what we want to do. We do so many things we don't want to do. And it's like, we don't have to do that. We can do everything we want to do. We can. We're just taught we can't. We're conditioned to think that we can't, that we have to do all these things we don't want to do to get to the good things. No, we can do everything we want all the time. That's what life's about, having as much fun and joy in your life and being the most authentic you, being the most 100% you and get everything you want in this life. And we can. And it's, you know, yeah, that's what yeah, I want to show I, people. This is proof of that. I feel the same way. I'm definitely a joy maker and I feel like all I want to do is have fun and play. And like, I think that was one of the main reasons I came onto the planet here is to just be somebody who's playful. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we get so serious. I'm, I'm super guilty of, um, I'm, I'm the king of clubs as my like birth card. And it's like the, the ruler of intellect. And so I'm always up here in my head. I'm trying always to get back into my heart and like feel my way forward instead of trying to like navigate by thinking because it never really gets me super far. Yep. Totally. Um, and I think when well, we just need from um, our heart. Yeah. When we're, what, as soon as what were you going to say? When we lead from our heart, we're we're in love, right? So we're always acting out of love, and I don't think you can ever fail or go wrong if you're acting out of love and in love. That's it. Just like lead with your heart and lead with love, and I think you always win. It's it's not easy to do that, but once you do that, I think that's the that's the my way to success. I think is just leading with your heart and doing everything out of love. Um, yeah. What do you think made you get out of your head and connect to your heart? Do you think it was meditation? Absolutely. Meditation and yoga every day. Um, Baths, ritual baths. um, You know, and Ebony, who we were talking about, really helped me with that in 2020 because we were all kind of crazy and anxiety-driven in 2020. And she's like, take these baths, do these candles, bath salts. And these are all just ways to self-love. And I don't think we take enough time to do that. And now like every night of my life, I want to take a bath. And it's like an hour ritual where I'm just by myself. (laughs) I'm in water, which is my element. And I'm just like, I'm just by myself. And I'm just listening to my own self. And I'm just being with myself. And it's so powerful. Um, So yeah, meditation, yoga, baths, just taking care of yourself. Just being with yourself. No distractions. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, I love it. Well, I want to wish you like the best of luck on your journey. And um, I know all of our listeners, um, I'm sure, are going to follow your journey and wish you the best of luck. And um, I'm going to leave all of the links below uh, so that everybody can like get back in touch with you and donate and support your videos and subscribe and do all of those things. Um, I have a couple more questions for you, but I want to know before I ask them, is there any last bits about your journey or yourself or anything you want to share with everybody here? Um, I mean, overall with everything that's happening, it's a lot. I think I'm most excited about, um, just learning from nature. Um, nature has a lot to teach us. And I have been so disconnected from nature for so long living in a city that I just can't wait to be in nature and just be quiet and just have it teach me. Um, Because I just, if everyone just goes out in nature and just listens, and I think nature has a lot to teach us. Um, So I don't know what that means yet, but, you know, maybe in the future when we talk again, I'll let you know what that means. Yeah. Do you have any, like, 
fears, I guess, fears about your journey? The only, I don't have very many fears. I, um, I know, I feel that I'm protected and I feel that my family's protected, um, because this is just higher than us. This is a bigger power, you know, calling us to do this. Um, so I feel very protected in our journey that we're going to be okay in everything that we do. Um, I'm not a very fearful person anyway. Um, I don't know where that came from. Maybe living in New York, maybe having a very strong mother. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I don't have a lot of fears. My only, and they're very minor fears, are being in an RV with three boys and a dog, not having a lot of space, um, it's smelling, <laughs> me not having room yeah. for to do yoga or have space or quiet to do meditation. So just me keeping up my good habits that I do every day, those are going to be my biggest challenges. I wouldn't say I'm afraid. I'm going to say that they're just my biggest challenges that I have to figure out how to overcome. Where am I going to do yoga? Where am I going to do meditation? How am I going to get my own space and my own time? Because I'm very used to it. So that's it. Just those minor things that are going to be challenges for me that I have to work on. Those are legit fears. Let's be real. (laughs) An RV filled with boys. I mean, come on. (laughs) Uh, Just bring, you know, some like an oil diffuser or something. (laughs) Uh, they've got to. They've got to have like a portable something out there that you can. Uh, maybe I'll buy that as a going away. Anti boy spray. Yeah, totally something. I love it. <laughs> All right. So for my last question, I, I ask everyone this question, and I'm excited to hear your answer. What would you say your magical superpowers are? Hmm, that's a good one. I have a couple. Um, I am a very powerful manifester. I always have been. Um, I pretty much have always gotten whatever I wanted. The hardest part was knowing what I wanted. Um, So that's where meditation comes in, in the figuring out who I am and what I want and how to manifest. Um, So I'm a powerful manifester. I'm also a energy shifter where I am filled with joy and love and anyone I'm around, I affect. I'm very infectious, so I can walk into a room of people who are sad or depressed, and I can, just by being around them in my energy, I can change their energy. Um, But it's also very draining on a person to do that because it takes a lot of my energy to do that. Um, So that's why I also have to do a lot of baths and, you know, self-soothing because I use a lot of my energy on other people not trying to make them happy. It's not my job to make them happy, but it's just as an influence, as a muse. Um, I'm I'm really good at being a muse and being an influential person for people to be around. And um, I think that's a magical power. I'm also really good at uh, communication. Um, and um, sort of yeah. like an, an empath, I can feel things. Um, and then I have great intuition. I can meet someone and instantly know if they're good or bad, which I think is going to be great on our trip because I can sense danger, you know, and I can be like, okay, let's go over there instead of over here because I could just feel it and sense it when I'm aware of it. Um, yeah. And then I'm a little prophetic, is that the word, where I um, I can see things mm-hmm. sometimes in the future, especially in my dreams. Um, and the more I work on it and the more I astro project or try to, and the more I work on my dreams and controlling them, I can, there's a lot of power there. And I get a lot of messages in my dreams when I'm really paying attention to it. So those yeah. are my magic powers. I absolutely... I think we talked about that, didn't we? We both have the, yeah. the gift of prophecy, um, dr- dreaming something and yeah. it'll come true like a day or two later in exact detail to how I dreamt it. Yeah. 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 I think mine you're are, super magical. Mine I love are, all of those powers. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. I was saying mine are oh, not no, no, so much good. the next day. Mine are like far away in the future. And then they give me like a glimpse of it. And I'm like, wait, what? Where? Who? What? Um, and then I just start to like, oh, um, shit, really? you know, it just becomes more clear. Yeah, it's it's very, very strange and very out there and very big picture in the future. And I have to sort of like a puzzle, put it together and go, what does this mean? It's very interesting. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Mine are like really intense. Like I had a ex-boyfriend once and, um, I had this dream and I told him the next day and I was like, your ex-girlfriend is going to fly to Los Angeles tomorrow 
with a long list of reasons why you should get back together with her. And he was like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. I know for a fact because we haven't talked in seven months. So like there's just no way. Literally the next day, flew into LA with a list of reasons, like the like exactly the no. way I, I saw it in my dream. And he was like, holy shit, you're a witch. I was like, I fucking know. But it oh was like, God. so for me, when I have these dreams, there's different quality to them. So like there'll be a dream and I'll be like, okay, well, that was just like, they're never just dreams, but sometimes there's like, this is a prophecy. And I will know for a fact that it is because it's like, it's, it feels different in my whole psyche, soul system, everything. I'm like, oh shit, that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so there's like different kind of like quality that oh, happens wow. when that, when that goes down. Yeah. It's like super intense. He was like, what is happening right now? Poor guy. <laughs> get, if you date me, you can't get shit past me. I'll just say that. You cannot get anything past that. me if you date me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just beware. <laughs> I love that. That's a superpower oh, so for sure. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I will leave links to every single thing Nature's Heroes related and finding Nature's Heroes related down below. And um, girl, good. No, I don't even want to say good luck because like you don't need it. You're going and I am just proud and excited for you and your family and all of the people that you're going to meet and all of the animals and flowers and plants and everything that gets to have a relationship with your magic. I can't, I can't wait for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so good to be on this podcast. I am a huge fan of yours and I can't wait to see your journey. That is literally my dream is to eat, pray, love. Um, so I can't wait to watch yours and maybe someday I'll get to do that on my own. Um, but, um, yeah, just love that. So excited for you, and I can't wait to keep in touch. And we'll do this again once I land. And um, yeah. Eek.